I love doing drugs so much that my lifelong dream was to become a drug dealer and to use as many drugs as I could. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Sanlay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers and a real God. Today, we're going to be talking about the truth of how seducing drugs can be and why they can become so addictive in a person's life. Now, many who use drugs, they seem to believe in this false reality that they're the ones in control over the drugs and that drugs don't have any control over them. But in truth, Drug use is an unnatural way to stimulate the reward centers of our brain and sometimes doing other things to stimulate a high that will later have a huge low. Today, we will have Travis Adams, who was introduced to drugs at a young age of 10 and then dreamed a life living for drugs. Travis, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Travis, it's awesome having you with us. Thank you again so much for being on the show. And let me ask you, are drugs really that addictive? You know, absolutely. I believe not only is there a physical addiction to drugs, but there's also a psychological and spiritual addiction to drugs. And Mm -hmm. I think that was one reason why I became so addicted, not just naturally, but there was a mental, a spiritual aspect to it that really got me hooked. Wow. You know, you hear so much that people say that it's not addictive, but then, you know, there's a truth. Let me ask you another question. What kind of drugs did you really get addicted to? And what was the addictive quality to you during that time in your life? Yeah, so I started smoking marijuana when I was about 10 years old. Oh. And that was the very first drug that I ever experienced. And okay. immediately fell in love with it. I just loved the way that it made me feel. I remember when I took that first hit of that joint and I became high off of it that I thought this is anything and everything that I'll ever need. I'll never need anything else. But it wasn't long before I found myself actually shooting needles in my arm, shooting methamphetamines and doing other drugs because after some time, the marijuana wasn't strong enough for me and I needed a bigger high. You know, and so many people, they talk about like, oh, well, it's not a gateway drug. Let's legalize it. But, you know, I hear time and time again, how eventually you kind of get bored of it and you need to move on to something else, you know? Now, let me ask you a question. How did this all start? Because I understand you were 10. So like, you know, was drugs a thing in the household you grew up in or like what happened? How did that happen? Yeah, it wasn't a thing in my household. I grew up in a Christian household down in Georgia and, you know, no drugs in my family whatsoever as far as my dad or my mom. It was just a friend of mine, actually my brother and his friend who I used to hang around them. They're my older brother. And they brought me down into our hay barn behind my house one day and introduced me to it. They gave me the opportunity to smoke the joint with them. And I don't remember the conversation, but I just thought, yeah, sure. Wow. I would love to try this out. And I did. And 
That's what got me hooked and what got me started on it. Oh my gosh. Like I can imagine you're only 10, yeah. just like a 10 year old boy. And it's like, well, you know, it's good enough for my brother. You know, it's good enough for me. And then bam. Yeah. And so that at 10 years old, it like birthed a dream into you. Like you were like, yes. Now, why do you think it gripped you so much now looking back? Cause you know, you're older now looking back at 10, why did the drug grip you at that time? You know, honestly, I don't know for sure. I know down the road later in life, I became super depressed and the drugs became a cover up for that depression. It oh. helped me to take my mind off of that. Hmm. But at that time, I don't remember being so depressed. You know, my mom and dad were going through a divorce around that time. And so maybe something there had something to do with it. Right. But I honestly don't remember oh, what wow. it was. I just know that I love the feeling that I had when I took that hit of that joint. Okay. You know, just the way the THC made me feel, it was something I'd never experienced before. And I guess I have an addictive personality and I immediately was just drawn to that. Wow. So why did you later on get into selling drugs? Because I understand you got into actually selling it. Did you feel like you would help others? Like you just loved it so much you would help others? You know, two reasons really on this. I got into selling it. Number one was to make money so that I could buy more. Oh, or I wow. could basically use the drugs that I was selling for free. What I would do is I would go get like a pound of marijuana fronted from my dealer and I would sell enough to pay him for that marijuana, but then I would have extra for myself to wow. smoke. So that was just to supply my habit, number one. But number two, and what was a big deal for me as well, was that it made me feel important that I was mm -hmm. able to supply others, people that were older than me. Grown mm. men would come to me to buy marijuana. Oh, wow. And that made me feel value. Like I had value because people looked to me for something. Wow. And so that was a big reason why I also got into selling. Travis, that's huge insight. You know, that you wouldn't think it would be like that, but there it is. It's there. You know, it's that same kind of value, just like a job that yep. someone gives, like a service that you would provide. Exactly. Now, tell me a time when drug use really helped you to make some really bad decisions trying to even get more drugs. Yeah. Now, there's a specific story that you told me about what happened on that day. There was a couple of them. One of them was I had taken a lot of Xanax and I was kind of in Xanax. a blacked out state. It was a nerve tranquilizer type pill that had put me in a state to where I didn't really know what I was doing. I was kind of blacked Whoa. out. I was functional, but I didn't remember and know exactly what I was doing. And so what happened was I went over to... Really? Yeah, really. But that's, Travis, this is like a zombie kind of like almost? Like a zombie, like a walking what? zombie. And so what happened was on this particular day, I actually drove over to my marijuana dealer's house who was an elder man he was a vietnam veteran very crazy guy and okay like weapons guy yeah so he oh had weapons gosh. in the house he had ak-47 he was a crazy guy and had a lot of baggage from his you know days in vietnam things yeah. like that so i went to his house to knock on his door to get some marijuana from him and he didn't answer the door and so in this state that i was in i thought it was a good idea to break into his house and go <gasps> into his house and oh find the pot, find his marijuana and take off with it. And so I did. I went in through his bedroom window and searched his room and came out with a pound or so of marijuana. And what happened was when I got back to my car, it was actually my brother's car that I was borrowing at the time. Oh, man. And when I got back to the driveway to my brother's car, I found that I had locked myself out of his car. And so oh there I am gosh. in this guy's driveway with his marijuana in hand, and I'm locked out of my car. And I didn't even know if he was somewhere in the house 
or if he was going to pull up any minute. And so what I had to do was bust the window out of my brother's car and unlock my car door to get in, to get away and then to get home. And so I've kind of woke up the next day and realized what I had done and realized that at any moment, if this guy was there or if he would have came home, I no doubt believe that he would have killed me. Oh my gosh, Travis. So basically, you know, here's an example where the drugs really caused you to make, I mean, I would say that's like really scary, bad decision. Yeah. But that's good to know, you know, is that it almost overrides and you just act almost like, like it's just like a reaction and just not yeah. even think about it and just do exactly. it. Exactly. Wow. So let me ask you, what did higher level drugs like cocaine, later on you used cocaine and methamphetamines, what did they do to you? Yeah, so cocaine, methamphetamines, I got into acid, mushrooms, things, anything I could get my hands on, wow. I would take. And so, like I said, I started on the marijuana and thought, that's all I'll ever need. But I found myself gravitating towards these other things that would give me a bigger high, a bigger zing, because the marijuana just wasn't doing it for me like it did at first. Wow. So when I got on to the other harder drugs, I would get that higher high, but it would also bring with it lower lows, you know, wow. I would come down off of these drugs and I would be super depressed. I would be just oh, in no. a lost state. You know, I just wasn't myself. I was just a totally different person. And so it just had bigger, I guess, side effects than what the marijuana had. Wow. And eventually got to the place to where even the methamphetamines, even the cocaine, I became numb to it. It was like I needed more and more and more of it. Oh my gosh. That's horrible. Travis, let's stop there because I want to have you on our next show to talk about how your life of drug use led to some heavy consequences, but then you found yourself where you just couldn't stop, you know, just like you're describing. So Travis, thanks so much for being on our show. Yes, thank you. Wait right there. I'll be right back after the break. Listen, my friend, you are in a spiritual battle and there's a spiritual battle right now for the soul of our nation. The Bible says we overcome the power of the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimonies. And friend, I need your help spreading this show to all 50 states all across the USA. And that takes money to broadcast in each city. You can help by being a stable monthly giver of our ministry, Awakening the Nations. We are a ministry who's committed to preaching the gospel all across the world. Partner by going to awakeningthenations.com and we believe America shall be saved. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More Real Life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? To me, it is pretty crazy that after getting high at such a young age, it was such a powerful experience for Travis that it changed the course and destiny for his life all the way into adulthood. He said, using and selling drugs is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I mean, gosh, that's a pretty powerful effect on a young child. I mean, it shaped his whole future. But why does drug addiction even exist? The consequences are so clear, yet things like this exist though they completely destroy people's lives because of the nature of the addiction and people know it but still do it. People still use it despite the dangers that we're taught since we're young children. And why? Have you ever wondered about that? In ancient writings, there's a hint to what's going on 
when it's written in James 1, 14 through 15. It says, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Now, deep inside of us, we have desires that can be influenced. And when temptations come from the evil one or Satan, and we give in to them, new desires are birthed from giving into that temptation. And as you're listening, from those desires comes forth sin. And what's the end goal? Death. This is the very pathway that drugs use in order to mislead someone's future. What about you, friend? Have you ever had that temptation yet? Maybe it's not drugs. Maybe it's something else. Has that desire been awakened in you for illegal substances or for something that you know is bad for you? Or do you know someone who has? If so, I want to pray for you because this is something that's very real. That draw, it's like it tries to suck you in. I want to pray for someone right now who's struggling with that. Father God, I'm lifting up my friend. Or if my friend knows someone who's dealing with that right now, Lord God, we're lifting them up in Jesus' mighty name. And Father, we're praying, Lord God, that you would help us to understand that it starts with our desires. Something so simple from, ooh, I want that. I need that. Lord, if my friend's struggling with that, I pray that you'd break them free right now in Jesus' mighty name. If there's someone who's struggling with that type of bondage or basically feeling stuck to that desire, Father, we pray that you'd break them free from that. We ask you this in Jesus' name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you have a testimony to share or know someone who does and would like to share it on our show, go to AwakeningTheNations.com and click Guest Audition on the top menu. See you next time.